Welcome to a Monday edition of Lockdown Spurs on the Lockdown NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, News for San Antonio and Fox 29, SanAntonio.com. And uh, happy post-Super Bowl day. Uh, if you're like me, I'm struggling at work right now. Um, first of all, I ate too much. Second of all, drank too much. Third of all, I didn't get enough sleep. Um, but one day, just one day, we'll wake up to find out news that the Monday after Super Bowl is a day off. And I definitely can use that. But your Spurs are not having the day off. They're going to be starting their rodeo road trip tonight in Los Angeles as they visit the Clippers for the last time this season. Yes, yes, yes. We know Kawhi Leonard, blah, blah, blah. We all know that already. But basically, what is going to take for the Spurs to get a W over the Clippers? We'll talk about that later on the show. Up first, though, we're going to be talking about Austin Spurs and Spurs two-way player Drew Eubanks, Spurs own contributor. Ty Yeager recently had a chance to go and speak with uh, Drew Eubanks. And we're going to get to know exactly what this kid can do. Is he that guy the Spurs can tap into down the road? Can they tap into him now? So let's dive into this. Ty, welcome back to the uh, Lockdown Spurs. And by the way, uh, good job covering the Austin Spurs game. That's your second now, right? Yes, that is my second game so far this season. Uh, first one was back in January. They were playing up here in Dallas, in the Frisco, where the Texas Legends play, and also where the Cowboy, the Dallas Cowboys are are located in their headquarters. So it wasn't a long drive for me at all. Well, that's good. Well, listen, um, the good news is the the Austin Spurs got a, a W, a come from behind W, and I think during the game you were telling me he's like, oh no, it looks like they're going to lose too because at that time the San Antonio Spurs were down uh, in their game versus Charlotte. But hey, they got the W. Kudos on them. But the developmental league or the G League is more about exactly what I just said, development and W's and losses uh, really doesn't matter because you want to just see how these guys are paving their way to the NBA. And one guy that gets uh, call-ups is Drew Eubanks. You had a chance to talk with them after the game. Uh, Ty, before I get into specific questions, what are your overall impressions of Eubanks? He's on a two-way contract along with uh, Quindary Weatherspoon for the Spurs. But looking at his game, you don't really see much when he comes in San Antonio where he's usually on the bench and he, he'll maybe get some maybe get some garbage time minutes if that garbage time ever comes. But And so you just think Eubanks is on the bench. He's just there kind of filling out the, filling out the roster. But he's there. He's in San Antonio working on his mental game, you know, as he told me. And whenever he's in San Antonio, he's working on a mental game. He's working with the coaches. He's getting better. Like kind of like Lonnie did last season, and then in Austin, when he goes down, he's he's applying that, applying that mental, the mental workouts, the mental, the mental information that he's obtained in San Antonio, and applying it to the floor. And so far this season, it looks like it's done him wonders. He's only mm-hmm. played 19 games in Austin so far, but he's averaging 15 points on 62% shooting, which that should be a given for a man that that plays that forward center position. Right. But he he is. A, he's a beast out there with the Thumb Knights, having over one and a half blocks a game, nearly five, nearly six rebounds, which I'll come back to when it comes to, well, I'll come back to the rebounds eventually on this, but overall, he's having a great season, and then against, then against uh, Frisco, against Texas, Texas Legends on Saturday night, he went off for 29 points, three blocks, six rebounds, and didn't commit a single foul. I think the one of the most interesting things about Eubanks as a whole is this man doesn't really foul. He he's averaging he's averaging to, 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 uh, averaging 
just under two fouls a game. And if you look at the splits for him, in Jan- in January, he only averaged one foul per game, which is insane, especially knowing for a guy that's 6'9", 245 pounds, and is working really down in the post the whole way. And he's barely fouling anyone, which is – that's that's just an incredible feat to me. He's just – He's a solid rim runner, I would say, overall. And what he's putting in Austin should be encouraging, it's especially for Spurs fans, knowing that the 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 forward the forward slash center position is kind of is kind of shallow when it comes to depth of the Spurs. So if Eubanks is somehow earns a full contract to come this next season or this current this upcoming off season. Drew Eubanks should be a fun guy to watch when it comes to San Antonio. Now, one thing he pointed out to you, and by the way, for those listening in right now, uh, Ty actually did a uh, feature on Eubanks. You can find it at the Spurs Zone News for San Antonio and Fox 29 San Antonio.com where Eubanks goes into more detail uh, regarding his play and a little bit more discussion with Ty. But uh, not to give too much away, Ty, one thing that stood out to me was that he doesn't mind the travel from Austin to San Antonio because Many people will get frustrated with that. He actually says, no, I like it because there's lessons to be learned in San Antonio that he takes to Austin. Uh, what did he tell you about those lessons? Like I said, like I said earlier, whenever I did ask him, because, I, again, I, like, I would assume traveling between Austin and San Antonio and then all the G League games and all the Spurs games, that's a lot of travel time. That could really do a, that could really do a number on some people. But for him, he says it's great. It co- this verbatim is great. It's quote when he's in San, when he's in San Antonio, he gets to work on more on the missile side. Like I said earlier, he's being able to watch watch Lamarcus Aldridge, Jakob Pertl, Trey Lyles, Rudiger, any any of the big guys that he's looking up to that he needs to learn to. And then whenever he goes in Austin, he applies what he learned, so he's able to work on both the mental and physical aspects of the game. Which that's honestly what the G League is meant for. And Drew Eubanks is taking full advantage of what what this two-way contract allows with players who are still developing, who are, might not be good for a full contract, but they're still good, good enough to that the, these organizations like the Spurs see, see potential in that guy, and they really want to keep him with the organization. Uh, when I look at his game, I like his motor. I like his energy. I like his, um, you know, his presence on the court. And one thing that stands out to me outside of the numbers – Ty is that he's I don't know if I'm pushing it here but he's kind of an enforcer on the court he's not afraid to give a little extra you you know or get into somebody's face or or pick up a technical because he just jammed it on somebody kind of give a little stare down I like that edge that he brings on the court oh he's like I said earlier he's a rim runner and there's no doubt about it this man is finishing at the rim he's running pick and rolls or he's He's being the enforcer on the other rim, sending ball, sending balls out of bounds, being contesting shots. There was one play against against the Texas Legends where he he was going up against a guy. A guy was driving down the lane. He goes up, tries to strip that ball, doesn't allow the basket to get up, and pre, and just sends it out of bounds eventually. Wow. It's, he is he is a fun guy to watch, especially when he's before and. I, I asked him what one of his, what he saw was a specialty of his, and he says bringing energy, bringing energy yeah. is his talent. And he says bring it on and off the court. And he said there's a quote he's saying you may have all the talent in the world, you may not, but you can always bring energy no matter what. And 
that that thing is definitely an explicit is definitely a great representation of Drew Eubanks' game. Obviously, he's in the G League uh, for a reason, and that is to work on his game. There is some deficiencies in his game from when I observe him watching Austin games. For me, the biggest one is that he really doesn't have a reliable mid-range shot, and I think that's hurting him right now. Your thoughts, Ty? I agree. I agree, but being the inside guy, he's not really focusing on that. He's being that rim runner, like I said. If he does, if he's able to stretch his game out a bit, just slightly, I'm not expecting a three-point shot from this guy just because he is big and he is can work down low. So I'm not expecting him to stay outside. But if he's able to develop a mid-range where he's able to stretch stretch his game a little bit, that might even help him even further. But this is my great – the great comparison I would say is he's kind of in a role like what Jakapertl is. Jakapertl is not expected to take three-point shots. He's not expected to do that. Jakob is usually running inside or doing pick, doing a pop a shot type shot. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what Drew Eubanks' role is for for Austin, and probably the role that he would be having if he did come up to San Antonio more often. All right, big question here: Do you think, after covering two games and then talking to him personally, that he can make an impact now, or do you think he still needs more seasoning in the G League? I think he may need a little bit more seasoning, but. Honestly, I would love to see a bit more play time. I would love to see him have some more play time with, with San Antonio. Just the game that he can bring, that especially knowing how how shallow that center position can be at times. Having if say that Yakub gets into to some foul trouble or he's having or he's just having a bad night, I like to see mm-hmm. Drew come in. I like to see because Drew is not a guy that need, he doesn't need the ball to be to be a good guy. So it'd be fun to watch him in there. Plus, he's just a big dude. He'd be great for setting up screens for Patty, for Deshante. Just being able to run the rim, that's what the Spurs could could always use. And it doesn't hurt to have another guy that can send balls out of bounds alongside Jakob. But the Do only – the, oh, the, Sorry, go ahead. So the, but one of his key issues, though, even though he's 6'9", he's 245, the one thing I asked him what was a weakness, and it does show with – on his box on his box scores stats lines is getting rebounds. He's not he's not the best rebounder in the world, and you kind of need that from a forward. And the Spurs could would honestly need a rebounder like him, rebounder if they need him. So that's definitely one thing that he's working on, and he, that's one thing that he says that he's actively thinking about every time he goes out and plays on the court. Well, you just took the words out of my mouth. I was about to just ask you about uh, his rebounding, but okay, well there you go. Um, uh, we're not done with Drew Eubanks yet. Uh, Ty has another article coming out later this week over at the Spurs Zone uh, regarding a different aspect of Drew Eubanks, I guess, I don't want to say game, but more tangibles that a lot of Spurs fans love to see. He'll have that later this week. And again, go to the Spurs Zone, News 4 San Antonio, Fox29SanAntonio.com to read the entire article uh, and to get an idea of what a future Spur, or at least one on the permanent roster, uh, can do down the road for San Antonio. It's a great read. I like it very much. Um, uh, I was excited to uh, talk to Eubanks, and I think you will enjoy the article too. So here you go. Spurs Zone's got you covered. Ty has you covered. Everything you need to know about the silver and black. When we get back, we're going to dive into tonight's contest, Spurs versus Clippers. We are back, and I'm joined by Ty Yeager, Spurs Zone contributor and co-host of At The Line Podcast, another Spurs podcast you definitely need to download ASAP. Just Google it. It's all there for you. Ty, before we dive into tonight's game, Spurs Clippers, i got to ask you one more thing about Drew Eubanks. 
Do you think this is a make or break season for him? Do you think he has to show what he can do for San Antonio in Austin? I think so. This is the second year that he's with the, the organization. He hasn't got a full contract yet. This is, I believe this might be, I, I'm not, I'm not sure this is correct or not, but I think this is his second year on a two-way contract. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a make or break season for him. This is a season that he needs to show, he needs to show that he can be valuable and, He's definitely doing that. He's definitely doing that with his time in Austin. And I think San Antonio highly regards him, especially with how much time that he's been spending on the San Antonio bench, that they've, they've keep him on the bench for a good for a good amount of games, at least in the, in the latest streak. Uh, he told me he told me before this game Saturday, Saturday that this was the first time he played he had played in about two weeks. So he he thought he was he thought he was going to be rusty, but. He went out for a career-type night with 29 points, like I said earlier. But this is definitely a make-or-break season for him. If he if he wants that full contract, he needs to keep showing up like he is currently. And at this rate, I do see him getting a full contract come next season, he, he, either with San Antonio or with another organization. Yeah, it would be a shame if the Spurs um, do not uh, do something with them moving forward as far as uh, next season. But, hey, if he deserves it, whether it be with Dallas or Chicago or New York, it doesn't matter. I think it'd be good for him and his development as an NBA player. But yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Eubanks, and I think he could provide some ni- nice punch and intangibles for San Antonio. Well, speaking of the Spurs, uh, let's go to dive into tonight's contest, which is game one of the rodeo road trip. A very daunting rodeo road trip. Uh, it, it is not going to be easy at all. There's, I cannot look at this next few games and say, you know what, the Spurs got a W in this one. Every game is going to be tough. Every game on the West Coast. Now, this is a different. Usually, they make the rodeo road trip on the East Coast. This year, it's on the West Coast. So, that means your Clippers, Lakers, Blazers, uh, Kings, et cetera, et cetera. So, not fun. But, Ty, tonight is step one. The final matchup versus the Clippers. When you look at tonight's game and you're in that locker room with the Spurs, you're telling them to do what to get a W? You need to, you need to do the what you did against the Clippers the first time where you you blew them out. You were able to grab a great win against them earlier in the season. You just need to go back to what that what was going on there. But you just need to, you need to be able to limit Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. There's no way around it. And even that, even when even if those two are going off, you also still have to worry about their bench unit. But I think this is going to be a battle of the benches no matter what. It's a bench. That the Spurs have been having great have been having great luck with with Patty Mills, Derek White, Lonnie Walker, and then Yaka Pertle. That's going up against Lou Williams, Montreal Harris, some great guys that are legend are known for being six man. Hell, they had two guys that were six man of the year candidates last season in Montreal and Lou Williams. Mm-hmm. So Derek White needs to be on his game today against Lou Williams. Needs to limit him definitely. And just watch Jakob go up against Montreal Harris. It's the best two bench guys for San Antonio going against the best two bench guys for for the Clippers tonight. And that's going to be a key thing tonight against against this Clippers team, which can still be dangerous. For me, I'm actually looking on the offensive end. Uh, the Spurs in their last, I think, like four games, they're averaging around 120 points per game. They're putting uh, even more points on that scoreboard. You look at what the Clippers have been doing in their last three games, they're averaging 111 points. And I bring that up 
because overall the Clippers are fifth in the NBA in points per game at 115. So they, they kind of seen a little bit of a dip while the Spurs have seen a big increase in point production. I think the Spurs got to put buckets on there. They're, it's, it's not going to be easy for the Spurs to defend. Uh, look, if they're trotting out Bellinelli and Forbes, well, we know what's going to happen. If on the other opposite side, it's Kawhi Leonard and, and, and Lou Williams and Pat Beverly, it's, it's just not fun. So, I, you know, the Spurs can, can try their best defensively, but I think offensively they got to outshine the Clippers. And with the bench, the way it's been playing, I think they can do that, Ty. Yeah, and I agree. And I think another thing is, if you look at this team, the team stats with the Clippers, they are ranked 26th in personal fouls, meaning they they tend to foul a lot. And I think that'd mm-hmm. be something that you need to you need to take advantage of and get your guys to the line. See if see if Demar can get to the line multiple times times tonight, and see if he can get just go to grab draw any foul, get guys like Kawhi and Paul George in the foul trouble. Patrick mm-hmm. Beverly, especially, make get these guys into foul trouble and get yourself to the line. I think that's going to be a key part, key aspect to this game. If they don't get to the line, then this is probably going to be a, a loss. But they can get if they can find themselves at the line multiple times tonight, drawing charge, drawing fouls, maybe even drawing charges like Patty and Derek always have all season. And you could easily, easily get these guys in foul trouble and easily get yourself, put yourself in. In the advantage when it comes to against this Clippers team, which is ranked top top ten in defense and offense. That's right. Now, look, this is the game one of a back to back set for the Spurs uh, tonight. It is Clippers, and then oh joy, tomorrow's the Lakers. Now, if you're a numbers guy or or a kind of a you know record guy or or woman, uh, the Spurs are one and four this season on the first game of a back to back. So not fun on that first game they, they usually get beat but as mentioned the good news is though the clippers haven't really been looking like the mighty clippers of late um at least in the last two home games they split one and one we mentioned the offensive ha- the offensive numbers has dipped a bit time mentioned the fouls so is it just me or despite the fact that the clippers are thir- 34 and 15 this team this clippers team type can be b if you catch them on the right night Honestly, I think any team in this league can be beat on a on a given night. Yeah, like in Milwaukee, they lost the Spurs, the only mm-hmm. sub sub five hundred team they've lost to all season. The Lakers have lost eleven. They still, they have some they have some issues with their team. Every team in this league has issues. They there is no team like the Warriors of previous seasons where mm-hmm. it's just overwhelmingly good and very little bad. I think every team has one significant weakness that teams can teams can fire upon, and mm-hmm. that's. And I think that makes this season even more fun, knowing that. Yeah. It, honestly, if I said this earlier in the season, if there was any season to be the eighth seed or be a late seed in in the playoffs, this mm-hmm. is the season because any team is beatable. Yeah, the mm-hmm. Lakers team is still going to be very dominant, but you never know; you could be taken advantage of them. That's a Lakers team that has had struggles against above 500 teams all season. Some of the best teams mm-hmm. in the league, they've had issues with those teams. So say that San Antonio does get into that AC, which they are reportedly 100% obsessed in getting, getting because they didn't want to continue their playoff streak to the 20, 23 straight seasons. This is the best season to be the AC, I would say. Just being yeah. every team has a weakness 
no team is going to be is greater is gr- right above everyone. They might be they might be above everyone, but they're not above everyone like the mm-hmm. Warriors have been in that. But I think every team is every team is beatable in this league at least this season. Yeah, um, I for me another uh, key to the game just keep it close. Um, you look at the Spurs' twenty six losses. They're not getting beat by a lot. Uh, they average they were minus eight point eight in those uh, twenty six losses. So they're they're keeping it close. The Clippers on the other end, they're thirty four wins. They they pop you in the mouth and you're bleeding. Um, they usually win by an average margin of thirteen and a half points. So the Spurs just got to keep it close as best they can. I think they're gonna have to rely more on their offense this uh, uh, this game. I'm looking at you, Forbes. Put some numbers in. Looking at you, Derek White, Dejounte Murray. I know you guys do defensive work, but you got to get those up, uh, um, those buckets as well. So, all in all, Ty, I, I'm, I'm leaning towards that. I think their offense has to shine tonight. Your thoughts? You were saying about how they are not losing by a lot. In our past ten games, they're five and five, and their big, their biggest loss was by six points. That's yeah, pretty damn. That's pretty damn impressive, especially mm-hmm. for the first team that's been kind of struggling all season. The offense needs to click. They need to take advantage of the Clippers that are foul trouble, and they just need to watch guys. They need to watch these guys that are coming off the bench, and Lou Williams, Patrick Beverly, Montrose Harris, to keep them at bay. If that team mm-hmm. can, if they can keep the bench at bay, that really helps everyone else out on defense, on offense, and could easily lead to another win and have the Spurs take the series against the Clippers for the season. All right, well, there you go. Those are our thoughts on tonight's Spurs-Clippers game. When we get back, uh, we're going to continue our chat about your silver and black. All right, let's go ahead and put a lock on this episode of Lockdown Spurs. I am once again joined by Ty Yeager. Uh, He's a Spurs Zone contributor and uh, co-host of At The Line Podcast. Uh, Just uh, briefly, your thoughts on this what what is there is there anything that Manu Ginobili cannot do? I mean, he, he he's he's a legend. He's gonna get enshrined in the Basketball Hall of Fame. He saves the AT T Center from bats and tight. He rescues grandmothers that fall on sand dunes. Can you believe this man? This is it's it's Manu Ginobili. This this is expected at this point. We this this, this doesn't surprise me. Yeah, it will always re- get my respect. But Manu Ginobili is a true hero and. When it comes to NBA legends, but no, it doesn't surprise. It doesn't surprise me, but it is always fascinating. And what Mon- what Monty Ginobili finds himself doing whenever it comes to taking down bats or save- saving old ladies, <laughs> saving old ladies like a superhero. Yeah, and in case you don't know what Ty and I are talking about, if you go to the Spurs Zone, there's an article from yours truly about exactly that uh apparently over the weekend uh Mono Joby was in argentina or is in argentina i should say and uh yeah exactly that he helped an old lady who took a tumble down a sand dune go check it out it's on the spurs zone news for san antonio fox 29 san antonio of course ty's post Andrew eubanks again a must read you gotta read it if you're interested in the future of the spurs and of course everything else under the sun when you're silver and black ty tell everybody how they can follow you on social media uh, one last thing about that article, and just there's a great quote about some about some of the players that Eubanks looks up to and has kind of been mentoring that I really appreciated in this article. So I definitely go check out this article. There's a lot of good stuff in the in it, especially if you are a guy that looks like like Jeff said, if you are a person that loves what the Spurs youth have to come have coming for you guys, 
this is definitely an article for you. But you can follow me on Twitter at Ty Yeager Radio. That's Ty G E R Radio. And you can follow at the line at the line pod on Twitter or at the line podcast.com. Do keep up with me. It's this is trade deadline week. <laughs> yes, deadline it is. on Thursday. And there is a whole lot of stuff going down. So, and I'll try to keep you guys up to date on my Twitter if you want to follow me again at Ty Yeager Radio. By the way, Ty, you know who else likes your article? The Austin Spurs. Uh, on social media, they just uh, put a heart on, uh, I believe it was your tweet. So There we go. I like watching, it. Ty, they're watching you. See, I always tell the kids here on uh, the Spurs Zone, you got to watch it to do on social media because teams look out at that stuff. So, yeah. While as uh, fun it is to see the Austin Spurs like my – I like my article. It puts a lot of pressure on me, though, too. <laughs> yeah, it does. It doesn't. Yeah, they watch for this stuff. So, um, good job, I will, say, I, will, I will say another thing from that from that game last night was just going, going back to that game against the Texas Legends, because there was more than just Drew Eubanks killing it. Uh, Lucas Salmonich went off as well, 19 points and eight, eight rebounds. And then Quinn Derry, he had seven assists and had a badass poster that you, <laughs> that you guys yeah. can go find on find on Austin on the Austin Spurs uh, Twitter feed for them highlights. You you saw you sent me a video while I was watching that for that poster. Quinn Derry just drives down the lane and just catches a body. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a great highlight and yeah, with this spoon when I look at him play, he looks like he has an old man game, very, you know, calculated, very you know, by the book. But man, if he sees a lane, he's gonna take it and he'll finish at the rim. Again, Ty mentioned uh, it's on the Austin Spurs uh, timeline on Twitter. Go check it I, out. Sorry, you keep wrapping up, and I'm like, I, I have more. There's so much I have from this. But uh, I asked, I think I asked Quindary what he was look, what he's looking for after that game, and he told he told me I was just feeding all all my teammates to try to get them going, get them involved, and once I get going, my shots become easier. Trying to get my teammates involved first thing, and and I pick my spots and. That's kind of a guy that you want to hear from a, another young guy for the Spurs. I didn't get as much on Quindary, but still, him having the seven assists and wanting to get his teammates involved first before himself, that's, an, that's a Spurs-type player that everyone should be encouraged about as well. Yeah, and, and a, a feature on Weatherspoon is coming out later this week on the Spurs Zone. Uh, be looking for that. Uh, but for Ty Yeager, oh, by the way, you can follow me on Twitter, at Zone. <laughs> Go to listen to Rose Zone News for San Antonio, Fox29SanAntonio.com to read Ty's articles I mentioned and much, much more. Subscribe to Lockdown Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast. So for Ty Yeager, I am Jeff Garcia. And as always, he and I, we're going to put a lock on this episode of Lockdown Spurs. Mm-hmm.